G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Whether we realise it or not, God is in the business of handing us opportunities and He expects us to make the most of them. What a tragedy that so many people miss out on grabbing those opportunities with both hands. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond and welcome to A Different Perspective as we kick off a new series of messages called Don't Miss God's Opportunities. I wonder if you can point to some seemingly small decision that you've made along your life's journey that had huge consequences, or perhaps it was a seemingly chance encounter or some small twist or turn that changed the course of your life. When I ask that question, people often answer, well, no, I I can't really think of anything like that. And my response is, "I, I don't think you're thinking hard enough. My father was Romanian. After World War II, when Romania looked like falling into communist hands, which it did, his parents, his sister, and he decided to get out of there. But where to flee? So they decided that they'd apply to each embassy in alphabetical order until one of them accepted them as immigrants. Now, if you have a look at the alphabetical list of countries, it goes something like this. Afghanistan, Albania, Algeria, American Samoa, Andorra, Angola, Antigua, Argentina, Armenia, and then Australia. The early ones rejected them. When they arrived at the Australian embassy, they went through the process and the official there said no too. Well, they left dejected. But as they were walking out and through the car park, that same official came running out to tell them he changed his mind. They'd be accepted and they could emigrate to Australia. And that, that's why I'm an Australian and not an Afghani, Albanian, Algerian, Angolan, Armenian or anything else. That one small twist years before I was born has defined my whole life. Decades later, I almost didn't go to the church service one Sunday morning because I was sick and I was running a high temperature. But I really felt I should go. And that is where I met my wife. She was visiting from interstate and that was the only morning I could have met her in my life. It's funny the twists and turns that life takes. I I know that if you think back, you'll be able to see some amazing things that happened along your journey that have completely changed how your life's turned out. Some people put it down to coincidence, others to fate, yet others to destiny. What do you put it down to? Me, I believe, in fact, I know that I know that it's none of those. Because the God who created us, you, me, has a plan for our lives. He has a plan for your life. He has a plan for my life. And along the way, he hands us opportunities and he expects us to take them and do something with them. Don't believe me? Have a listen to how Jesus put it. As they were listening to him, he went on to tell a parable because he was near Jerusalem and because they supposed that the kingdom of God was to appear immediately. So he said, look, a nobleman went to a distant country to get royal power for himself and then to return. He summoned 10 of his slaves and gave them 10 pounds and said to them, do business with these 
until I come back. But the citizens of his country hated him and sent a delegation after him saying, we don't want this man to rule after us. When he returned, having received royal power, he ordered these slaves to whom he'd given the money to be summoned so that he might find out what they gained in trading. The first came forward and said, Lord, your pound has made ten more pounds. And he said to him, Well done, good slave, because you have been trustworthy in a very small thing. Take charge of these ten cities. Then the second came, saying, Lord, your pound has made five more pounds. And he said to him, And you, go rule over those five cities. Then the other came, saying, Lord, here's your pound. I I wrapped it up in a piece of cloth because I was afraid of you, because you're a harsh man. You take what you don't deposit and you reap what you don't sow. And he said to him, I will judge you by your own words, you wicked slave. You knew, did you, that I was a harsh man, taking what I didn't deposit and reaping what I didn't sow? Why then did you not put my money into the bank? Then when I returned, I could have collected it with interest. He said to the bystanders, take the pound from him and give it to the one who has ten pounds. And they said to him, Lord, he has ten pounds. I tell you. To all those who have, more will be given. But from those who have nothing, even what they have will be taken away. But as for these enemies of mine who didn't want me to be king over them, bring them here and slaughter them in my presence. The easiest thing in the world for us to do is to read that like like some fairy tale. Heard this one so many times, some of us, that it's like water off a duck's back. But let's just remember who Jesus was speaking these words to. The everyday man and woman in the street. Jews, a proud nation, God's nation. These people were farmers and peasants, nobodies when compared to the Roman Empire and the power of Caesar. An occupied nation, oppressed with little or no future. And so along comes the Son of God and tells them a powerful story about the fact that God is handing them something. In the parable, it's the pounds, the money. And God expects them to do something with it. What this story is about is God handing his people, even the peasants, even the farmers, even those who live in an oppressed land, a substantial opportunity with the expectation that they'll grab hold of it and do something with it. Now let's take a moment, you and I, to apply that parable, that powerful story, to our lives. The way the men and the women who were listening to Jesus on that day applied it to theirs. God comes to you. He hands you your pound, your opportunity, with the strongest of expectations that you'll do something with it. How do you handle that opportunity? Are you too busy to notice? Are are you too busy to take hold of it? Is it perhaps an inconvenient opportunity? Do your circumstances maybe tell you that you couldn't possibly make a difference in this world? What do you do with that opportunity? See, all too often, God's opportunities come disguised as calamities, impossibilities, and even sometimes seemingly insignificant decisions. But what we do with God-given opportunities is going to impact the rest of our lives. Over the coming few weeks on the program, we're going to be looking at the different ways that God can present opportunities to us. Because I believe that he has opportunities ready and waiting for you just around the corner. And I know that there are so many of his people who are set to miss out on those opportunities for any number of reasons. And that, in my book, would be such a great tragedy. So where do we go in the Bible to talk about opportunities, to discover what God has to say to us about the specific 
opportunities that he has ready for us. I've thought and prayed about that a lot, and we're going to journey for a while with young Joseph of Technicolor Dreamcoat fame. All God seemed to be handing this young lad was calamity after calamity. It was a terrible journey that Joseph had for much of his early life. But at each turn, Joseph took the opportunities that presented themselves, and as a result, he became a man of great power. But that's not the main bit of the story. The other consequence was that he saved the fledgling nation of Israel, although it was just a family back then, not a nation. It's through Joseph that many, many years later, God gave us Jesus. As one calamity after the other savaged his young life, Joseph couldn't have known the ramifications of God's mighty plan for his life, ramifications that wouldn't become evident until many centuries later. I know that God's plan for your life isn't the same as Joseph's, but he does have a plan, and he's passing you opportunities far more frequently than you might expect. The trick, the trick is making sure that you don't miss them. definitely has its ups and downs, not to mention the fact that even when things are going well, our own foibles and failures have this amazing ability to rob us of the good things that God has planned. That's why living your best life, the life God always had planned for you, takes power. I mean, serious power. And that's why I'd love to send you a free copy of my latest life application booklet, Holy Spirit Power. God's Word is alive and active. Amen. So I'm praying that He'll help you lay hold of the incredible power that He has ready and waiting for you. The power to be all that He made you to be through this booklet. You can request your free copy right now. Just stop by at ChristianityWorks.com or give us a call toll free on 1-300-722-415 and we'll send it straight out to you in the post. Again, that's ChristianityWorks.com or 1-300-722-415. Hey, thank you so much for joining me. I'm Bernie Diamond, and I'll catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.